Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by DraftKings. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of all the action. Bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code TATE to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, it is March Madness season. We are a few days away from college basketball taking center stage. NBA basketball is back. We got a lot to talk about, but I want to talk about New York basketball because we got Brooklyn, we got the Knicks, we got Spike Lee in the building. Did you watch this game last night, BJ? Yes, I did. Brooklyn, New York. Great anticipation, a lot of positive energy in the building. Of course, Tibbs. Brooklyn. Yeah, we got Tibbs. <laughs> of course, we got Brooklyn with championship aspirations. So I would have loved to have seen a full packed house last night. Because mm-hmm. you could see something brewing there. And the Knicks came back. I mean, they were down big, but they came back. But you could see the competitive spirit when those two teams get together in the New York metropolitan area. <laughs> Absolutely, BJ. And after the game, James Harden said, you know, the, the game was in Brooklyn. He said he heard a lot of Knicks fans. Obviously, Spike Lee, like I said, was in the building, making sure that he was heard as always on the sideline. That was great to see. Um, but yeah, there's there's the uh, the traditional New York Knicks fans that, you know, that is the team of New York. And then there is the new age uh, you know, James Harden said he wanted to start a new tradition in Brooklyn. That's hard to do. Which is That's- what's the new tradition he want to start? What is he want to? What's the new tradition? What's the new tradition? <laughs> I guess beating the Knicks, uh, barely. I mean, I don't know, but that uh, that that was a fun back and forth. But I want to talk about the basketball, BJ, because like you said, the the, the Knicks in this game they were scrappy. Tibbs had him pressing. They were forcing turnovers, and uh, it, it was a great game down the stretch. And then it gets heated. With a very, you know, Julius Randle, you know, goes after, you know, a ref at one point. It was very New York basketball. I just thought it was good to see. It, 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 it was, like you said, we needed fans in the building for this one. Well, it's funny hearing you talk about it because we're talking about everything that happened out after and outside of the game. We talk <laughs> about the fans. <laughs> we're talking about the, the one play call. But I thought overall it was a, it's a highly contested game. Yep. You know, when you look at the rosters, you, you know, you know, the roster, at least at this moment, with Kyrie and James Harden, even though Kevin Durant is out, 
you know, you would say that the Brooklyn is their roster as far as their top players right now are, you know, they have more elite scores. But you got to give that New York Knicks team credit. They fought hard. They are scrappy. They defend. They play together. And they're missing a couple of guys. You know, Alfred Payton. They were missing uh, Mitchell Robinson. So, you know, I, I think the future is bright for this New York Knicks team. They're missing Derrick Rose. Yep. And, you know, you put a couple of those guys back in the fold. You know, you, you might have something brewing here. You know, you might have a little rivalry going on, you know. Mm. Mm. So I, I, I like... I like what I saw. I like the fact that the Knicks are bringing this type of energy to the game. Yes. I like the fact that the Knicks are competing and they expect to win these games. I like the fact that they're playing again tonight and their starters played 40-something minutes. They are clearly trying to win. I like that. I like their competitive I like their competitive energy that they're bringing towards every game that they play in. And I like the fact, the most important, that the players have bought in. Clearly, Tibbs has them playing together as a group. And they really feel they can win games. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. I mean, it's just, this is the type of energy and the effort that's necessary when you're trying to make, you know, trying to turn things around. So give the New York uh, Knicks and their organization credit. They They've done a good job of uh at least with the proper mindset as they are approaching the season and approaching these games and i think that's why you know i mentioned the julius randall thing not to say you know that was the the center stage but it showed you know how passionate this knicks team is and how much they believe they are supposed to win every single game that they're in this game seemed out of reach multiple times down the stretch you know james harden at one point once we get under three minutes you know hits a little floater they get up six points you think at that point it's over Knicks still hang around. Kyrie Irving comes down, hits a little jumper, gets him up by eight at one point. Knicks still hang around, still press, still forced and get steals. I mean, and at one time there was a jump ball that could have been a steal for Alec Burks that could have been a layup to cut the game to one. I mean, there, there was all these moments in general. And uh, I, I was fired up because I it felt like a college basketball game of some level, BJ, or a YMCA game because Tibbs and those guys, they refuse to lose. The game should have been out of hand. Most times we see guys kind of just, you know, bow out, you guys win. That's not this Knicks team. That was my big takeaway. They're a bulldog team, a blue-collar team, and it's fun. Well, the the Knicks right now are establishing an identity. We, we, We throw this, you know, throw this term around. We throw these terms around, establish an identity, establishing a culture. Well, the Knicks have a way that they play. Whoever is on the floor, they're going to play hard, they're going to play tough, and they're going to play the game the right way. So, you know, give those guys credit. You know, I was going back and forth, and I was watching your your uh, Charlotte Hornets play. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, in between those games, and, and I – and, and you know, I finished up with the Knicks uh, last night. You know, they fought back. They fought back. Now, they got down early, but again, their guards, I mean, they did this with a rookie guard. I mean, you know, Emmanuel quickly. So, you know, I, I took away a lot of positives from that game last night for the New York Knicks fans. They're really putting together something really nice there. 
clearly they're not where they want to be, but you can see the strides where the Knicks are a competitive team mm-hmm. and they're making a run for the playoffs. And that's what, you, that's what you like to see. You like to see teams play with this type of toughness. So, you know, let's, you know, let's make sure we point that out. Yeah. And you mentioned the Charlotte Hornets. We get to talk about them a little bit. They played the Kings last night, get another win. And uh, the Hornets have a full healthy rotation and roster at this point. You know, they got Zeller back. They got Gordon Hayward and Rozier both have over 25 last night. LaMelo, another solid game. Um, Bismack and Zeller, I love that rotation uh, of those two bigs. They're both playing about 20 minutes a night, sharing minutes. Um, so what are you seeing from the Hornets, BJ, and why did they have your attention? Because you said you were watching them during this this primetime game in New York. Man, Charlotte, first of all, they are, they're fun to watch. So I like mm-hmm. watching them play because, you, you know, Lamelo is just, you know, he, he's a fun player. I mean, he just, he does things. He makes mistakes, and I'm like, yeah, good for him. He tried. It, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you can get away with it in your second year, but you can get away with it as a as a rookie. They're they're fun, you know. Gordon Hayward is really a calming stabilizer for this team. Yes, because you can go to him in half court. You can go to him. He, it's a certain amount of calmness when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, when I watch him play, I say, okay, coming out of a timeout, I know I can go to him. The kid, Rozier, is playing terrific. I mean, he hits big shots after big shots. You know, the yep. funny thing about watching them play last night, in a 48-minute game last night, I bet you they were down 46 minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. They, they were down literally the entire game until like the last two minutes. And again, Rozier hits a big shot. They just keep battling. Uh, I thought Devontae Graham played well coming off the bench. But you like this team. You like what they, how they play. And the veterans you mentioned, you know, Bismack and those guys, they just know their role. They've really, they've got a nice little thing going right now down there in Charlotte, playing well. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure where they are in the standings today, but Clearly, they're one of the top eight teams right now, and uh, good for them because they they've had some tough time, as you know. You're a Charlotte Hornets <laughs> fan down there. It's been a long time, BJ. Yeah, it's been a long time. It'll be great for them. It really, I, I'm rooting for them. I hope they get back to the playoffs because that's a great basketball city, and um, I think they got a good one with Lamelo. I know. I, I feel like I say that every week, but they have a good one <laughs> with him. Absolutely, and they have a good situation where they have a guy, Devontae Graham, who you know was a most improved player. You know, nominee last year, a guy that kind of took the league by storm. Now coming off the bench as a stable guard, you know what I mean? I, I'm all in, BJ. I'm having a lot of fun with this team. So uh, let's talk about another team that's uh, trying to find their identity. That's the Washington Wizards, and uh, you know they played the Bucks last night. Bucks get a win, um, but Bradley Beal. That was the big news. Uh, the Wizards say, "Stop calling us about Bradley Beal. He's here with the Wizards." And uh, I just wanted to point that out because I like that. And trade, we had a we had a nice trade deadline episode the last time we talked about how these are people. Um, and uh, I like the idea of Bradley Beal wanting to stick with the Wizards, and uh, you know the, the the idea that Bradley Beal is going to stay at, at the franchise that drafted him. That's a, that's a little different than what we've seen. Yeah, it, it's 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 always funny to me when you it's like 
the teams with the better records feel like they can just pluck a player off the other team. Like, oh, no one wants to be there anyway. They like kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we're division one and you're division two. Right. Yes. So yes. why Come do you want to be there? Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Bradley Bill is like, we're going to be OK. And, you know, it's great to see Bradley Bill with this approach. Because it's counter, it, 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 it's counter of what we've seen in the past, right? Where the best players are all moving around trying to play with each other. Bradley Beal is like, no, you can come play with me if you want. <laughs> but I'm okay here. I'm going to average 30 a night. I'm going to keep doing what I do. And and I respect that. I, I Bradley Beal is, you know, he's one of my favorite players to watch play. Just because he accepts the responsibility of being the best player on the team. I re- and I respect that, you know, he, okay, he, they're not one of the elite teams, but certainly they come out and they play hard. I mean, watching him and Russell, I mean, Russell is just, you know, he comes out and he plays hard and he gets triple doubles and pits up numbers. And Bradley Beal, I mean, you know, you talk about an offensive threat. I mean, he just gives you an offensive game every night. He gives you a show. And um, and, and I like I like what he's doing. I, I really like Bradley Brill has set the tone there. And I think hopefully sooner rather than later in the future, in the near future, that it pays dividends because uh, he's really paid his dues. And I think it's time for him to get rewarded because he's he's stuck it out and he's fighting through those tough times up there in Washington. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's hard to find guys that, uh, like you said, that have that that outlook because, you know, it's, it's easy, you know, not easy, but when you're in a situation that's it's tough, easier. you know, when people... When yeah. people are trying to pull you, though, when you're getting recruited, you understand that. I mean, it, it's tough to say no. So for Bradley to to kind of stick by his guns there, I, I appreciate that. I know it's a little bit of media manipulation, a lot of stuff with trade rumors anyway, but I thought it was a good deal. And I like Bradley. He's having a great year. Let's talk about a team or two teams, really, uh, that were center stage last night. Stephen Curry, LeBron James, the Warriors, the Lakers. Um, this game is always going to be, you know, billed as the, one of the biggest games in the NBA when these two guys face off against each other. Uh, I, I found the game last night. If anything, I, I, I appreciated the Lakers defense. It seemed like they were getting back to a good place. Um, something we saw before they kind of hit a little spiral when Schroeder went out with some COVID stuff before the all-star break. But um, BJ, did you learn anything from the Lakers and the Warriors last night? I know Mark Jackson talked about Curry's leadership a little bit and talked about LeBron and the Lakers trying to find maybe another piece to add before the trade deadline. You know, I, I want to say this because I've been watching the, I've been watching Golden State here for the last three or four games in particular after all-star break. Yep. You know, there, there's a fine line in here between playing now and also playing for the future. And no way am I insinuating that the warrior should tank, but I want to say this, I think it's time now to get James Wiseman caught up to speed as quickly as you can. Mm -hmm. James Wiseman, in my humble opinion, I think the kid has a chance to be a star. I think he has a chance to be a star. And I think James Wiseman has an opportunity to be the best player on that team. Okay. Clearly, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Steph Curry is everything we said he is and more. But if this franchise is going to return back to 
where, you know, where they once were. It's going to be on the shoulders of James Weissman. So I think it's important for them to begin to get him as much experience as they can. Because if James Wiseman is playing the game at a 20 and 10 rate, which I think without question he can do, Mm -hmm. that only adds to their capabilities of saying we could be X. Because James Wiseman, the team now as it's currently constructed, will will be only as good as James Wiseman will be when you talk about winning. Because there isn't much more. I don't think Steph Curry can do any more than what he's doing. Yeah, no, he definitely can't. I mean, Steph Curry is like, what else can he do? Like, he gets 30, he gets double teamed, he gets triple teamed. He wins the games. He helps the teams win the games that they're supposed to win. He keeps them in the games they probably shouldn't be in. He's, what, 33 now? He just had a birthday Just turned 33, yeah, March 14th. Okay, he's got a few miles you know, now on his body, he's he's he he's been in he's been an incredible player, leader, all those things. But if this team is going to take the jump instead of being one of those teams seven, eight, nine, ten, because that's where they're at. They're in that space. That means they're not gonna get a, a, a you know a lottery pick, okay. That means they're going to be always in the middle of the pack. You're kind of in no and, man's land. Yeah, and and their 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 core players right now are all in their 30s, right? But there's one player that can propel them to the upper echelon if he plays that way because those those three players are as good as any other three or four players on another team. Mm-hmm. Talking about Clay Thompson. If he comes back, we don't know where he's going to come back, where his body's going to be. We talk about Draymond, and then we, of course, we have Steph Curry. If James Wiseman can take that leap into the 2010 and have games where he can get 30 in a game, yep. Now you're talking about something that's saying coulda, woulda, oughta. Maybe we could add something to it because mm-hmm. you still got Wiggins there who's a very capable role player. Oubre, Kelly Oubre is there, a very capable role player. But if you're talking about really giving yourself the best chance, I think it's time now. I think it's time now. Yeah. To say, James Wiseman, we got to figure out how to get this young man caught up to speed as quickly as we can. Mm -hmm. And the only way he can get that is by playing minutes. I, I think because James Wiseman, listen, James Wiseman has all of the physical ingredients to be a top 10 player in this league. Mm-hmm. He's, and if. And, and we've and, seen flashes of it. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, so we so have. he's got all of the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Now, can he do it on a consistent basis? That's asking a lot because he's shown flashes. But can he, out of an 82-game schedule, can he score, let's say, 20 or more points in 60 to 65 of those games? 
and and still Steph Curry. You still be Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. But we need someone else that's going to give us that presence, and he can do it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time now, as I watch this team, going, okay, maybe in the next three to five years, he won't be as good as Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis isn't still on the trajectory of getting like better at this stage of his career. You know, he's hopefully for the Lakers sake, he'll be this Anthony Davis for the next, let's say, four to five years. Mm -hmm. But James Wiseman is in an upward trajectory where he could close that gap. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time now to say, you know what? He is the guy. Mm -hmm. And, And that's what I took away from the game last night is he is a terrific talent. I think he can be a special talent. And I think he has the skill set to be a top 10 player in this league. And playing alongside a Steph Curry, playing alongside those veteran players that they have on that roster will only benefit him. And I think now, instead of this being a four or five year process, I think you can shorten it to a two or three year process. Mm -hmm. I mean, this kid is an all-star athlete right now. I mean, it's very, yeah, it's very Tim Duncan Spurs. You know, and he goes and goes in with David Robinson. He has an infrastructure around him, and then they kind of push the system up because they know they had the talent there. I, I, I think it's I think it's time, and, and I say that with all due respect. I think it's time now for the Warriors to say, you know what, he's the guy. Yep. He, he, he I don't think there's anything else those guys can do. I don't think those guys individually can play better. Okay, Clay comes in. They're veteran players right now. I don't think can play any better. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, Draymond's getting his triple doubles. Draymond's been leadership, solid, running been, the team, all yeah, those Yeah, been great for Wiseman too, Draymond. Been great. Steph Curry. Wow. Well, yes. what, what can you say? I mean, <laughs> he's had some games where you just go, wow. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Clay's going to come back in. What are we really expecting? He's coming off of an ACL and an Achilles. Okay, what are we expecting? What are we expecting right now? Yep. Okay. Yep. If he if gotta he be realistic. Yep. 13 to 15 points a game. He hopefully he'll have some moments in there. You'll be like, man, he just gotta get he's gotta get his rhythm back. He's gotta get his timing back. He's gotta get okay. So if he could give you 13 to 15, Wiggins. Kelly Oubre, okay, Looney, but Wiseman, Wiseman could be. That's the upside. Yeah, That's the upside you're saying. If this guy, now you're saying, that's a game changer. Now we can build around him, you know? You you, you have to build around him because he was drafted number two, right? He was the number two pick in the draft. He is an incredible player. He can shoot from the perimeter. He's athletic. He can play above the rim. Look like he has a little post game. He can play the game speed and quickness. Mm-hmm. Now he just does. He had the one thing you can't you can't duplicate that, which is experience. Now you just got to throw him out there, and he because if he could do that, who knows what the Warriors can do? Mm-hmm. Because there aren't many players. Like him in the league. Yeah. In the league. There aren't many players. I just think he it's time to consider that as they move forward. Because he, I mean, I as you know, I, I love him. I love his talent. 
I love how they're bringing him along. But I think at some point here, I think that's a pivotal decision that will have to be made sooner rather than later for the Warriors. Yeah, let's take off the training wheels. Let's get that Ferrari out of the garage and let's drive it around. Let's 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 hey, <laughs> let's drive it around. You see, he, without question, he is a Ferrari. Without yep. question about that. Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by DraftKings. March's biggest tournament is finally here. We do not know who will be cutting down the nets at the end, but we do know there will be no shortage of madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of all the action. Bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code TATE to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. We're also brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards so when it comes to discover get used to hearing yes more often learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 nielsen report limitations apply and we're also brought to you by our friends at brain fuel brain fuel is not an energy drink it is a cerebral beverage designed to help the brain respond with focus alertness and productivity as well as the physical stamina to make it all happen. It consists of four blends, natural caffeine, fuels, antioxidants, and brain boosters, perfect for any day you need to really grind or be at your best for a long period of time. We do this for the podcast. Got to be up to speed. Got to be ready to go. It's podcast season. Alpha Punch is my favorite flavor um, of the Brain Fuel flavors. There are four delicious flavors, but Alpha Punch is by far my my favorite. Again, brainfuel.com slash discount slash pushing. You can get a 15% discount for Brain Fuel. Brainfuel.com slash discount slash pushing. Back to pushing through. Yep, yep. And BJ, final thing before we get out of here. As one of your favorite, uh, you know, segments that we have on the show, the NBA Power Rankings brought to you by uh, Bleacher Report. Every single week they update the Power Rankings. Our producer Midas has brought them up right now. Number one this week, your Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know what I mean? The, the, again, this is the guard guru, BJ. You are the guard guru. I, I can't argue it this week. This week, I can't argue that. Okay. I can't argue. I can't argue Brooklyn this week. Okay, there you go. So the guard guru, BJ Armstrong there, uh, approves of Kyrie and James Harden. I think they've been great. Uh, So they're number one on the power rankings. Uh, That was presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, Number two on the list, we got uh, Philadelphia 76ers, Midas' team, uh, dealing with Embiid. Uh, BJ, how do you feel about the Sixers trying to figure out? uh, They're playing the Knicks tonight, so here we go. Good test. Well, you know, I, I was a little nervous when I saw that injury. 
Mm, me too. That took place in Washington. I, was I didn't nervous. see it live. Midas told me about it, and then I had to go look it up. Yeah, scary. So, so all Philadelphia 76ers fan, that, that's great news. Well, I think it, they, they turned it a bone bruise, I believe. Yep. It'll be back in two to three weeks. So, you know, they, they've, they, they're trucking right along. They're, they're moving right along here. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons and, you know, uh, Dwight Howard is filled in beautifully. He's seems to just found his niche. So I can't argue with the results there in Philly. Mm. And if they can hold it down until the big fella gets back, because he was playing, he was my MVP. You know, there every week there seems to be a new name in, in, in the <laughs> in the category. That seems to be the 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 latest trend in the in the media world is you just yep. put everybody. So I'm putting Tate. Tate should be the MVP, you know, this week. <laughs> So Philly is there, and I, I can't argue that. You know, I can't argue the, those first two at the at the top of the list. So I like that the first two teams, Eastern Conference teams. We haven't seen that in quite some time, so that's a little fascinating. And you agree with it, BJ? So that's good. Number three, we have the Phoenix Suns, uh, the top team in the West according to these power rankings. A very fun team, a very interesting team. Have a lot of nice pieces with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, another big similar to right. Wiseman that I that I like a lot. That's a young big. Uh, do you like the Suns here at number three, BJ? Well, it's hard for me to have a, a, a top five list and not have the Utah Jazz on there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to disrespect the Jazz. There you like, go. I just feel like the Jazz. They've earned their spot there. Yeah, it's like we've already it's like we've already putting them in the postseason. But we have to celebrate what they're doing right now in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the postseason is a different game. But right now in the regular season, how are we going to have the Utah Jazz not in the top five? Like, it, it, It's very reminiscent to me, BJ, of the uh, Raptors with DeRozan and Lowry when they were the one seed in the Eastern Conference. And every single year we would just say, who cares? They're going to lose to LeBron, you know? And that, yeah, that, that, and, that and, seems to be the sentiment. So, and, and you know, as much as I like the Suns in particular this year, mm-hmm. I would have to disagree. You know, I, I think the Suns have to be in this top five. I think they have to be in the top five. And I think, you know, so I'm putting the Suns at three. Mm. I mean, I'm putting the Jazz. Sorry, the Jazz at three. At three. Yeah, so yes. we're going to bump the Suns down. So we get to number four, the Milwaukee Bucks, BJ. Quietly, quietly piecing things together. A uh, little bit under the radar, but again, they have the best player in basketball, Giannis Antetokounmpo. BJ Armstrong told us that at the start of the year. Uh, so the Bucks at number four. I feel pretty good about that. That seems like the right spot the for The Bucks them. at number four, I'm okay with that. There we go. That's They're easy. Quiet, you know. Giannis, Giannis, me, you, and and, and Midas and Lindsey. You know, he, he's going to carry us. He he'll carry us to you know. We'll be the eight seed. 50, 60 wins. He's just that good. You know, Giannis is just that good. So uh, I'm okay with number four. And number but five, I'm not okay with number five, though. <laughs> number, number five, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, what, what do you feel about that? What are you thinking about LA? Well, I don't think they should be five. I, I think it, if you're going to say five, I think it's going to be the Suns. I think the Suns mm-hmm. right now are playing better basketball right now, okay? Um, that was a good win last night by the Lakers. But if you're going to say top five, as of now, as of right now, today, Tuesday, Brooklyn, Philly, Utah, mm. Milwaukee, and then Phoenix. I like now, that. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. You, you can't. We can't have a list without Utah on there. I mean, come on, like, come on, guys. Now we can all 
argue, debate what, what they may do or might not do in the postseason. <laughs> but right now, this is the regular season and without question, you know, you can even say they should be higher than number three. Yep. Yep. You know, you can, but you know, but uh, they, right now, Brooklyn seems to be working. Mm-hmm. That experiment seems to be working and KD's not even there yet. Yep. Yep. And that's the fascinating part, right? Because you watch Brooklyn, they look great. They can score unlike any other team. And we know that they have one of the greatest scorers that NBA basketball has ever seen on the way back. So that's, uh, and then the other team I wanted to mention, BJ, the Clippers. Uh, I feel like, again, the Clippers are sort of forgotten that the, they played the Mavs yeah, last yeah. night. They're almost sleepwalking through games at this point. And then they, they somehow find a way to win. Yeah. You know, the Clippers, you know, when I watch the Clippers, something is missing. And, and, and I know what it is for me is they don't have that one lead guard who can play downhill. Mm-hmm. And I, I I thought it was a concern last year, but they were playing so well on the defensive end that it, maybe they could get away with it. They need that guard who could play downhill. They need that point guard or lead guard who can create havoc, get in the paint, and and initiate the offense. Mm-hmm. Okay, you say, well, what about Lou Will? Well, Lou Will is a scoring guard. Mm-hmm. Lou Will does not control tempo. He doesn't control time and score. And when you get to the playoffs, you're going to have to dictate more times than, than than not time and score and tempo of the game. And I just don't see that because that puts too much pressure on their two leading scorers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to do too much. Yep. They have to facilitate, they have to score, score, they have to be the best defenders. I just think they are missing a key component to an otherwise team that looks like they can make a run at at a championship because they have the veteran presence, they have size, they have versatility, but that one component keeps rearing its head up. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's obvious as I'm watching them here that they need a lead guard who can create havoc, play screen role, draw, kick, initiate the offense, and take some of the responsibility off of the hands of their two leading scorers, a la like a Rondo or somebody like that. Yeah. I think that's what they are missing. You know, and speaking of Rondo, when I watch the Lakers, I think the Lakers, there's two things that the Lakers are missing that I see. One rim protection seems is, to be, which is Dwight Howard and Javale McGee Javel, from last year. That seems to be at some point here, you're going to need size. Mm-hmm. Montrez is six a eight in a in a playoff series. You're going to need size at mm-hmm. some point. I don't. Maybe it's the first series, second round finals. At some point, you're going to need size and rim protection. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, at least as a, a at least run. as a counter move of some yes. sort, yeah. And then you're going to need that secondary ball handler that can facilitate and organize your bench. Okay, you need you you got to have at least two. And Rondo's presence, his championship presence, to me, gave the Lakers the versatility to allow the following to happen: LeBron could be an organizer at the beginning of the game. And then when Rondo would come in, he could slide around and now be a score. Because mm-hmm. there aren't many teams who have that versatility 
that can take their best player who's leading the league in assists and then also say, go score 30 points Yep, in the same game. And don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry and, about the offense. Don't worry about and anything. The, the, don't worry about yeah, Exactly. And Rondo gave them that level of versatility and more importantly, that level of leadership mm-hmm. to say, we know that Rondo gives us the ability to take LeBron and move him around and let him score 30 points. And we know we can take him and be big and do other things. So those two elements to me weren't replaced because Schroeder doesn't facilitate the same way with the backup guys or the second unit that that Rondo did. Mm-hmm. He does it in a different way as a starter. So those two things, I think, for the Lakers are of concern. I don't know how we got there talking about the Lakers. But uh, and going back to the Clippers, I think they're missing that lead guard as well, which, you know, it's, it's going to be a problem for them. I would love to see Rondo find his way back to, uh, you know, helping one of those teams. I, I like the idea of him getting paid the money he deserved after winning a championship going to Atlanta. But I, I like the idea of also Rondo being that leadership role on a championship team because it is a key cog and it's a necessary cog. And, you know, a lot of these teams are trying to find. I mean, remember last year the Lakers brought Darren Collison to a game and he just sat, right. on, you know, sat and watched the game because they were trying to find that guy, um, you know, that 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 facilitator. So. It'll be interesting. The trade Rondo deadline is with creeping the Clippers, up. I think Rondo with the Clippers would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Lowry, to me, seems like a long-term solution. It, and it also makes a lot of sense because, you know, Kawhi and Kyle Lowry won a championship together. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think Kyle Lowry, to me, is probably, when I say long-term, a two- or three-year solution. I think Rondo, Rondo is just a, he just plays the game at a high level. You can put him in a lot of places and he'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he's just I mean, yep. he's just a championship caliber player. But I think Kyle Lowry for them would give them a player who can shoot from the perimeter. He can play a downhill a little bit, and I think he would be a nice fit with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George and what they're trying to do. I think he would be a really nice fit for them. But I think both players will work, but Kyle Lowry seems like uh, a fit Maybe because we've already seen it, like you mentioned, there up there in Toronto. Yeah. But um, they, they need that type of player to me if you're going to put them in the category of you know trying to come out of the Western Conference. And if you talk about leadership, I mean, Cal Lowry would be a nice person to have on that team as far as like hunkering down in the last four minutes of a game, getting getting guys organized. Um, and, you know, if you really want to make a run in a championship window, you really have, you know, two to two to four years. So. If that's the time with Kyle there, like you said, three years, that that seems perfect. So right. that that would be the solution in my mind. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, again, BJ, uh, there, there you have it. We have our power rankings for the week. This has been another edition of Pushing Through. Uh, is there anything else, BJ? Are you excited for the NCAA tournament coming up? I, I'm excited for my Hawkeyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. If we got a minute for my Hawkeyes, I need to just get this off my chest. Please. You know, I'm looking at the brackets. I love my Hawkeyes. I love my Hawkeyes, as you know. <laughs> they got a bad draw, BJ. Well, look, the whole tournament got a bad draw because Gonzaga's there. I mean, I don't see another <laughs> team that can beat Gonzaga, right? Yep. yep. So there's going to be an amazing headline by the end of this tournament, one way or another. Gonzaga's going to run the table, and we haven't seen that since, what, 76. Indiana? Yep. Okay. And it'll or, happen in Indiana, so that, that'll be cool. Or we're going to have and be talking about the most amazing upset of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or one of the most. 
Very similar 2015 Kentucky when Wisconsin beat them in the Final Four. Yep. So either way, we're going to get good theater. Mm -hmm. I just don't see a team that can beat Gonzaga. I I really don't. I don't see a team. And I want to – I want my Hawkeyes because they're in that Western bracket to come. But I'm a little concerned for my Hawkeyes. Oregon concerns me. Mm. And USC concerns me. I I I don't I, like I, that kid. That kid over at at USC Mobley. is a problem. He's, he is a problem. Have you seen his hands, BJ? I, I, I don't need to see his hands. He's he, a problem. He, he grabs the ball like he's Kawhi. It's I Man, mean he's a problem. He yeah, is a problem. Sure. Okay, and <laughs> in the du- tournament, yeah, Duarte for Oregon, good shooter, shooting guard. He's a problem normally, as well. Yeah, normally the best players kind of rise to the top. That kid over at USC. I know we talk about this guy is supposed to be good. That guy's supposed <laughs> to be good. That kid over at USC, though, he looked like he might be a problem. Yeah, he's good. He's and, I mean, he and Kate Cunningham are the top two picks. Yeah, like. they look like they. Yeah. So I got my eye on USC <laughs> and Oregon. I got my eye on them because those could be problems for us, right? Those could be problems for us. BJ, I got the. Uh, I think they could be problems. I got. I got them going to the Elite Eight. I got them taking on Gonzaga. I think it's gonna Who, be you a. Got, you got going I to got Iowa going to the Elite Eight. You know I, what I, I mean? I, 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 I got them there, but I, I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm concerned right now because because as you know, Tate, as you know. There has to be upsets, and that's how you got to win the brackets. That's yep. how you got to you got to pick these upsets. Yep. I think, and what's one thing you and I learned because we, you know, we've been talking about basketball during this bubble. This bubble experience will be will be a little different. Yep. And we don't know how mentally these younger mm-hmm. players are going to respond to playing in a bubble because that's basically that's what it's going to be, right? And it's not like the bubble in the NBA playoffs where you get you know you got seven games or you can kind of figure it out you got one and one and done yep yep one shot and you don't know how they're going to respond we don't know how it's because everything's going to take on a different rhythm and a a different environment you don't we don't know this is going to be something brand new so i'm going to be trying to look for trends i would think that the the players will probably shoot a little better just like they did in the nba bubble yep yep i think the the players, I'm assuming there's going to there's going to be fans there, right? There are going to yeah, be 25 percent. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be some fans in the building, uh, but I think the players will probably shoot a little better. I think because of there won't be any travel, the you know the, the it'll have a, even a more energy to the game, and I think those days in between, you know, the first game, I think will be good in particular for Iowa because mm-hmm. we will be prepared, but it's that. Saturday, Monday game or Friday in between game. I'm not sure how those games are going to play out yet. When you don't have the uh, the the full scout time and you're trying yeah, to turn things around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So the the the, the second game because I always look at this. I always try to break it down to three. I always say it's three little tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. Three little two game tournaments. You know, so if you yeah, get yeah. every weekend, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first week. The first game, I'm okay with us. It's that back where you don't, you don't, you know, somebody's going to get upset. You don't, you only have one day to prepare before the next game. Yep. So I'm a little, I'm a little concerned there. I'm, a, I'm just. Oregon has my attention. They have my. 
Is it uh, Dana? Dana? Is it Dana Altman Dana over there? Is it, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. I'm, see, I'm a little concerned. I'm He's a little a concerned. Coach. Yep. I'm yep, concerned yep. with them. <laughs> they have my attention. So I will be watching Oregon with great <laughs> focus, and be, anticipation. Yeah, and yeah, I'll be watching USC because the, the, those great players, you know, when I look at that, Western, I'm saying like the, the top five players in the draft or the top. The other kid is at Ohio too. That kid at Ohio. Yeah, Jason Preston. Yep. Oh man, like he's a beast. I'm look, yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Why did we get this draw? And the and, 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 <laughs> yeah. Suggs. Yep. Is terrific. You know, I I mean, I can't say anything about Gonzaga. I'm like trying to like poke in their armor, like. They just got yeah. they they got the full package. They I mean, do. There's nothing I mean, you can Corey, say about this. Corey Kispert's first team All American. Drew Timmy, their big man, should have probably been first team All American. Jalen Suggs, like you said, could have been first team All American. I mean, could have been. Whole, he, the, Gonzaga's whole team should have probably been the first team All American. Yeah, that's what know? I'm saying. That that's I, I I mean this I can't say anything about them. I mean they <laughs> they are I can't say anything right. I can't even make an argument. If someone gets on television or you hear someone say. They're not picking Gonzaga, then you know they haven't been watching college basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only reason that I, I so I have Gonzaga going to the title game, BJ, and I have Illinois going to the title game. And I, I think I, I think I, I had Illinois. I picked Illinois too. See, see, Illinois is the only team I can see beating them because of one man. It's not Io Dasun Moon like most people think. It's because right. of Coffee Coburn, and um, it's because of the bigs. I'm telling you, BJ, that's the best. He's like Joel Embiid of, of college basketball. He's for real. He can take up space. Timmy's Timmy's a big guy too, but he's not the same kind of big as Coffee Coburn. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 Illinois, I, I somebody like Illinois. from the Big Ten. Somebody from the Big Ten, I feel is gonna win it. They they are battle tested because they've been battling each other all year. I think from top from start to finish, they've been playing the best basketball of any conference. Absolutely. Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan, Iowa. Iowa. Mm-hmm. All Ohio year, State. Uh, Ohio, they've been playing. They've been playing all year, and I think with the right draw, with the right, you know, just getting hot at the right time, I think they can really make some noise. BJ, so, Illinois just won the Big Ten tournament on the same floor as the Final Four. You yeah, know what I, I mean, you I, just I, won I, a I, tournament on that same court. You're comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I like, I, I, like I like, I like Illinois. Because I think Illinois would play. I was looking at my my little thing today. I think <laughs> Illinois has the potential to beat Baylor. Yes, 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 yes. I, I think I, the I, whole I, year Baylor's been considered the second best team, and I think Illinois is hotter right now and playing better right now than Baylor. Even yeah, though I think yeah. Baylor is one of the best teams in the country, I, yeah, I think yeah, that's a good yeah, matchup I, for I, Illinois. I agree with that. So, but we'll see. You know, I, I just got my. I'm rooting for my Hawkeyes. You know, I should have worn Me my too. Hawkeye stuff today. You know, that we're pulling for I'm Coach McCaffrey. For he's a, he's a friend of the show, so we we, yeah, we enjoy I, him. I'm 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 but I, I'm concerned, man. Oregon. Oh man, I'm just uh, Oregon. Okay, <laughs> that's the Nike. Oh, Nike Oregon, University, USC. Get those guys out of there, man. Give us. I'm like Dickie B. Give us the cupcakes, baby. Give us the cupcakes, baby. Cupcake City, baby. Give us the cupcakes, man. Oh, there you have it. We'll be pulling for the Hawkeyes. We'll be pulling for my Tar Heels against Wisconsin. Uh, and we will be back on Thursday. This is pushing through. I am Tate Frazier. He's BJ Armstrong. And BJ, if you're in water, make waves. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>